Hi guys, welcome to the Well on Less podcast. I am with my friend Samantha Taylor and we're going to talk about cold crops today. And I connected with Samantha via a Facebook group and she I just went and asked who wants to talk about gardening and she said yes. <laughs> so get out and find your people and um, it's a lot of fun because I've seen her amazing garden now and um, she's been to my garden and it's just really do, good to connect, trade seeds, trade ideas, get good ideas, talk about what hasn't worked. So anyway, we're going to talk about cold crops today, and she has way more knowledge on that than me. So I'll just let her introduce herself and maybe how long you've been gardening, and whatever comes up, comes up. Uh, well, I, I'm Samantha. I go by Sam, typically, but whatever's easier. Um I've been gardening for probably five years now, and uh, I do like fall garden, uh, winter garden, summer garden, spring garden, I do it all. Because I like all kinds of food, I love all vegetables, so I like to try my hand at everything kind of and just see what works and what doesn't here. And luckily, our season here in Kansas is a pretty, pretty long one, so we're able to grow a lot of stuff that uh, maybe in other climates you wouldn't be able to. So. Oh, yeah. Well, and I always take that for granted because I'm like, well, that got ate by a bird, so let's just regrow it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, well, I can harvest stuff into September or October, you know? So sometimes I... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, and you can harvest stuff until February sometimes. I mean, like I was telling you out in the garden, I mean, you can sow carrots in September and then uh, store them in the the dirt until March. (laughs) So that's typically what I do, and a lot of stuff will grow throughout the winter as long as we don't have any, like, really hard freezes. And then I still have broccoli growing in, you know, March whenever I'm putting my spring stuff in. So yeah. um, it's really nice here. We have pretty mild, mild winters most of the time. Right. But, I mean, yeah, the variety of stuff you can grow here is crazy, too. Um, I've tried, like, everything. Stuff I've never heard of, like uh, kohlrabi. I think you've talked to me about that before and I have yet to grow a successful kohlrabi but I've tried it multiple years um but I still try it every year that's another thing that I wanted to talk about is like trying new stuff when you connect with new people you try new stuff you might learn something new and be like yeah I really love carrots so maybe I'm gonna just try and see what happens and maybe your carrots will be better than mine right. you know yeah <laughs> so yeah we were talking about sharing food, sharing seeds, ideas. That's just the best part. Mm-hmm. One, why I started this, well, I started gardening series for a lot of reasons, but I just thought you can't find anybody that wants to talk about gardening that's mad about it. You know? <laughs> that's so true. Like <laughs> You anybody. might get mad at the pests, but that's not it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And even then you're like, I'm determined to take care of this so I can get my vegetables or whatever you're growing, flowers right. or whatever. But yeah, I've never met anybody that loves gardening and doesn't want to talk your ear off about it. Right. So I do love that part yeah. about it. And you appreciate your food so much more. Oh, yeah. Like when you grow it, it doesn't matter whether you're growing food, like, you know, vegetables and fruits or like raising chickens or whatever. You t- you think about your food totally different. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. have so much more appreciation. It is so rewarding to go out and pick a handful of peas or... Um, pick a tomato and bring it in and cut it up, put some salt and pepper on it and eat it and know that you grew it from 
a seed all the way to that you know it's so rewarding so yeah yeah and same with chickens I'm sure I mean I I will have them eventually I don't have them yet but you know when you harvest an egg and you you um you know loved and cared for that chicken and fed them right. and all that and then you get to harvest something from them it's like so rewarding mm-hmm. so yeah so we were going to talk about both spring and fall crops and what are your favorite things to grow in the spring what works best for you at least for our zone i think we're six or six b something like that yeah i think it's six b here mm-hmm. um well what i miss the most is lettuce I love salad, Um, so yeah, I'm usually eager to get that in the ground, Um, and it's also the easiest because you can direct sow it, and it takes like a couple weeks uh, to come up, and you can start harvesting cut and come again, and it'll just keep giving back until basically it gets too hot to to where it bolts. Same with radishes. I love radishes. Those do a little bit better, in my opinion, in the fall, though, because the hot weather makes them a lot spicier. Huh. Yeah, um, and I like, I love spicy radishes, but after a while, I'm like, okay, I kind of just want a sweeter one, (laughs) um, and beets do really well in both the spring and the fall. I love beets. I just found my love for them by trying them out and growing them. I got sent some random seeds in the mail from a company that I had been ordering from, and it was like five different varieties of beets, Hmm. and I had never grown them, so I threw them in the, in the ground, and, um, I tried them plain we picked our favorite I pickled some uh, I've roasted them they're all good so and then obviously broccoli is probably my favorite I have like six varieties (laughs) that I'm gonna try and grow this year for the fall garden so (laughs) um it's they're just fun plants to watch grow I think as long as the caterpillars don't just ravage them (laughs) I know well and I've heard that like you can there are some windows to pests, you know, like, mm-hmm. but, oh my goodness, who's going to try and time that, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's another thing that I like about the cold season, um, garden. There are so many less pests than yeah. there are in the summer when they're rampant. Oh, they're yeah. crazy. Like everything out in my garden right now is either has eggs on it or has active pest infestations that I'm constantly trying to combat in the fall. A lot of stuff dies off and in the spring everything has already died off and hasn't really woken up yet so my peas and um, broccoli didn't really get anything peas took off broccoli didn't really get any pests or anything uh, or any of my brassicas um, until it started getting warm and then now they're just kind of torn up and I'm letting everybody have at them until I grow some more but um, yeah, I do love that part about it because it's so much less maintenance. The weeds aren't as bad. Yes. You know, it's just you can go out and enjoy it a little more. Right. And you're not sweating. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to water as much either because obviously it's not like beating down heat all day. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. Well, that's good motivation right there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I need to pursue cool crops more. What do you think? How much do you get? You know, like, do you have enough for a meal or two per week? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would say, I mean, it it just varies on what kind of effort you want to put in. Yeah. I could have a head of broccoli once a week, probably, if not more, if I, pl- if I had the room to plant enough out right. there. Um, but since I don't get them that often, it is really rewarding when I get to bring in a big old head of broccoli and chop it up yeah. and eat it for dinner <laughs> with, you know, whatever else. But 
Um, I would say I harvest just as much in the fall and spring gardens as I do in the summer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus the herbs, because yeah. herbs don't grow as well, but except for perennials like rosemary and thyme, parsley goes really well in the um, cool cool seasons, and same with uh, cilantro. Cilantro really yes. only lasts in the cool seasons anyway. So, um, but yeah, like basil and stuff, that kind of uh peters out toward the the cooler months but the springtime is the perfect time for that is for the basil well and for reference i want people to know that you also have a backyard garden Mm -hmm. it's not like you know we're i would say maybe our space is about the same i don't know yours might be a little bit bigger than my garden i think i have about 200 square foot of of growing space right so i have i have to leave some room for my dogs to run around but I would take over that whole backyard if I could. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and I've, over the years, I used to space things out quite a bit, like my broccolis and stuff, um, because they say, you know, you want, like, so much space in between, Mm -hmm. which I, I mean, it is necessary, but as as the years have gone by, I've kind of crowded them a little bit closer together, and I do find that they do a little better that way, because they retain the moisture a little bit better, and, uh, I've read that a lot of plants like to hold hands if they're the same kind of uh-huh. family. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's worked so far for me. Yeah. But I could see that. Well, and if you've ever seen anything about plants, which fascinates mm-hmm. me, they, they kind of like talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so that totally makes sense. You know, I mean, who wants to be like far away from your own kind? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I totally think that. Like they, t- they have their own like energies and stuff, you know, and I'm like makes sense to me Mm -hmm. but yeah you've done really well with maximizing your space and I like that you um, integrate flowers and things that'll come back perennials and things Mm -hmm. into it that's my goal is to slowly do that yeah it's kind of like potager gardening if you've ever Mm -hmm. heard of that Um, where you kind of have a little bit of beauty in there and you have a little bit of food in there stuff for the pollinators Mm -hmm. and then those perennials like I just started planting perennials in my garden last year I'm so grateful because like my oregano is humongous you saw it Mm -hmm. Um, strawberries those come back and get bigger every year Um, mint I mean mint is a pest at this point it's (laughs) it's taking over but yeah I mean that stuff is so nice to have whenever you're like kind of running out of stuff toward the end of the season and you're kind of waiting for your fall stuff to take mm-hmm. off so yeah you've got a good you must have a really good routine that's that's my thing is planning it out okay well then I'm going to plant this for the spring first of all getting the seeds going or whatever I need to do and thinking okay once this is done then that goes in its place you know I mean mm-hmm. there is a there is a, I don't know what you'd want to call it, a science. There is a planning to it. Yeah. And I'm not very good about that yet. But. I don't even do that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know what I, I know when I need to start things. And we can talk about that um, for, like, our zone. And that's just for me doing, with from experience, no, yeah. mostly. But um, I, w- I would love to be the kind of person that draws out my garden and says, okay, in this spot I'm going to put this. Mm-hmm. And I try to do that every year. And then when it's time to start direct right. sowing everything, I'm like, get it out. Let's start it. So, but I, I love the way, I love watching people do that. And I mean, props to them, but that is not the way I do it at all. I'm just like, oh, time to get this started. Cause if not, I'm not going to get any, you know? And uh, like I said, I like to try things over and over and see how 
how much better I can get at it or learn something new that maybe I didn't try the year before. And like this year, I'm probably going to do row covers over some yeah, of my brassicas right. to try and protect them. Um, but like I said, the pest pressure isn't that bad. So I'm hoping in the spring that will be a little more beneficial. But, but yeah, I love just trying new things every year. So. And your favorite fall, your favorite fall crops, what are some of your favorites? Kale. Uh, I love kale. Like, I, you can do so many things with it. It's yeah. the same thing with spinach. You can do so much with spinach. Uh, we were just talking about smoothies. You can saute them. You can put them in soups and stews. And same with beet greens. Um, you can do stuff with carrot tops. Carrots are another one of my favorites. Because um, when you grow them in the cool weather, they're sweet and crisp and it's nothing like what you're going to get at the store. And you can grow a rainbow. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want a rainbow of carrot, roasted carrots on their plate? Um, So, and carrots are another thing I've always struggled with to get them to size up. And uh, so I, that's why I try them every year. And I try, I've tried new varieties. I told you I've tried, or I'm trying about six different varieties this year just to see kind of what does best back there with the light that I have and, um, cause it's, it's in the, on the east side of my house. So it gets, you know, good morning sun and then a little bit of afternoon sun, but it's pretty much blocked, um, toward the evening time. So yeah, it's always kind of a struggle, but Brussels sprouts, I've always, I love Brussels oh. sprouts. I've grown those for years. I have yet to grow like a full stock of them. I've gotten a few, but never like a full stock. Um, so I'm growing another variety this year just to see if if it's a variety or if it's just the environment back yeah. there. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's experimenting is always fun. And, like, kohlrabi, I'd never tried that before. And uh, I actually got some from a friend and, and liked it. It's kind of like potato-y. Huh. Like, you can do stuff with with it that you can do with, like, potatoes. Huh. And uh, But, yeah, I kind of quit growing that. Uh, <laughs> like there are some things that are worth it to me right. and then some yes. that just are not. Right. And I'm trying squash again this summer and like I've never grown a winter squash before because they always get attacked by uh, squash beetles. So yeah, it's just, there's quite a few things. I think I like the cold crop stuff a little more. Like tomatoes and peppers are great and wonderful, but... Um, I definitely like broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that a little more. Because I just think it's a little more versatile sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, what do you start... So, we going back to spring, what do you start inside versus directly in the ground? So, for, in spring, I start some things in January. Um, like, wow. I start my onions if I'm doing those from seeds I will start those in January or early February Um, and typically I will start my broccoli like brassicas broccoli cauliflower kale brussels sprouts Um, you can start artichokes in uh, like January Um, you know all the brassicas and then I start those inside Uh, what I direct so outdoor Winston can you stop? What I, what I direct so outdoor is um, carrots. I do uh, I do kale occasionally, uh, direct sown. I've kind of had a little better luck direct sowing it 
because um, hmm. it's a little more hardy, like right. against pests and stuff like that. Um, radishes, I love radishes. Beets, I would put those in the ground. Lettuce, I always start way too much lettuce and then I end up eating it for until I'm sick of it. <laughs> um, arugula, I direct sow. Peas, uh, sugar snap peas. And I think that's all I've done so far uh, for the spring garden. Um, and then the fall is pretty much the same except for onions. And in the fall, I will do garlic. I always do my garlic. Like here, I think it's about second week of September to second week of October is a good time to plant your garlic out. When it's starting to get a little cooler and you kind of want it to, I like for mine to sprout a little bit um, before it gets too cold. That way I know it's like still yeah. good in there. But yeah, um, a lot of this stuff does take a little bit longer. Like, oh, and cabbages. I haven't even talked about cabbages because I've yet to grow a good head of cabbage, but I still grow it every year. It's yeah. just a beautiful plant to grow. Um, but those take forever to grow a big yes. head of mm-hmm. cabbage. Um, same with broccoli and stuff, especially when you're growing it through the cooler months. Like, so if you're growing it from the fall into the winter, um, it does take a little bit longer just because it's probably not getting as much sun. And um, like I said, I don't water my garden that often in the fall either because it just doesn't need it. Right. Um, so they do take a little bit longer, but they're always sweeter and they're always like... Uh, they just look healthier mm-hmm. to me than they would if I let them go further into the summer. And then they're almost all sprouting. And um, But, yeah, it, it, a lot of this stuff does take a while to get a good harvest on. So that's kind of why I like to start them indoors ahead of time. Um, and then, yeah, some of that stuff you can just throw out and see what happens. Direct sowing. That's actually surprising. I was going <laughs> to say that you – I was expecting you to say you started a lot more inside – you can. Then um, you do, but why? You know, I mean, yeah. I, it, to me it's an art <laughs> that I haven't mastered growing, starting stuff inside. Like, I'm doing good this year. I think I've gotten maybe six tomato plants out of, <laughs> you know, and a few, I think a few cabbages. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean. So if I can put in the ground and it does better, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, if we had a longer season, you could direct sow some of that stuff, yeah. too. Like, I I know in certain climates, some people do that. Like, Pacific Northwest, I think, has a longer, cooler season, so they can do that sometimes. Um, here, our, our weather is just way too hot, um, and it get, it's, get, it stays hot until, like, late September, uh, early October, if that. So, but yeah... I, I mean, Charles Dowding, the guy that I was talking about earlier, he starts so many things indoor, and he he has a greenhouse, so he has the room to do that. Yeah, I don't have a greenhouse. Right. I have a shelf in my basement <laughs> yeah. with some grow lights on it, so it is a little harder for me to do that stuff, so I kind of pick and choose, um, but I mean, experiment. See what you like doing. If you think, you know, radishes and beets grow better when you cluster them into a cell like he does, I mean, if they do better, they do better for you. Mm-hmm. For me, I like to have the spacing because I want to see how big I can get yeah. them, you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, just experiment with whatever and see what happens and uh, do your research for your area too, you know? That's just what I do here. Like, I start my 
fall season stuff in July, typically. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's coming up. Mm -hmm. July, August, maybe. Uh, like late July, early August, just so that it has some time to get a little bigger by the time I plant it in. Because you can plant it, you know, when it's still warm outside. You don't want to do it when it's blistering hot. But, because um, it'll um, almost always, like, go immediately to seed. But you can start that stuff uh, a little later and then put it in the ground when it's still warm out. And then it'll last until, you know, like I said, February sometimes when I'm putting my... Uh, spring stuff in is when I'm harvesting that stuff so wow <laughs> yeah yeah you can garden that's something I want to get better at is yeah. gardening almost year round you know yeah. I mean I don't want to be out there in the freezing cold but like you said if you know something's sitting out there and it's still fine like carrots mm. I mean that's just really cool <laughs> oh yeah and if the ground's thawed I mean you we have a few hard freezes here yeah. but it's never that bad so, yeah, you can almost always just be like, oh, I need something for a side tonight. I'm going to go harvest some carrots. Or, you know, uh, snap snap peas and uh, peas, they grow really well in the cooler weather, too, and they're way sweeter yes. in the spring and fall. So, um, yeah, you always have, you can always go out and harvest. Like I said, I harvest about the same in all the seasons. It just, you have to plant a variety of stuff, really, right. to get a good, yeah. good handful of things. So... Well, and that's why you want to try different. I always try try something new, at least one thing, if not more than that, every year, mm-hmm. to see. You know, it might like my backyard. Nope, I don't think a lot of people have the perfect ideal condition, ideal conditions Mm-mm. for a garden. It's not like everything is perfect. Like you have lots of big trees around you. I do too, but you just have to shuffle it around every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try something new. Oh, this didn't work. You know. Um, I love to grow collards. I wish collards would do well through this summer, but they will struggle, struggle, struggle. So I need to, in July, start seeds for collards because I grew them successfully one year and it just, you know, was fun. So Mm -hmm. I want to do it again. But uh, otherwise, I just don't do a lot of that. And I wish I could, especially especially cabbage. Because I would love to make sauerkraut. Me too. I love kimchi too, Mm, fermented. Yeah. So... And that's originally why I wanted to start growing cabbage. I grew um, some more Asian varieties just to see, you know, if we could grow them here in Kansas just because it is a warmer place. But, I mean, you know, a lot of Asian countries have um, really hot, humid weather, too. Yeah, they do. So, I I mean, cabbages, you would think, would be able to do pretty well here. And I think a lot of people in our area can grow some really beautiful cabbages because I've seen them on those Facebook pages we're on. And... um, so I'm jealous, and that's why I just keep trying. Every year, I'm like, I'm going to do it this year. It's going to happen. But <laughs> but they do take a long time. That's the only thing. You do have to plan yeah. a little bit to get them in the ground in time. And um, uh, and then in the fall, it's a lot easier because you know that they won't go to – they won't yes. bolt. Yes. They won't go to seed because they're going into the cooler season. That's why I like the fall. It's good time to um, – experiment with stuff like that you can you know try different things because you know they're not going to it's not going to get too hot before they even get a chance to get to that point that they want they need to get to so yeah and i think well like you mentioned um you mentioned carrots i need to try have you do you grow carrots in the fall mm-hmm. that's my favorite time to grow okay. them. <laughs> um because i really like I like to ferment things as well because it's almost like you're having the fresh you're having the freshness 
but through carry you through it like takes you through the winter yes you know like I, I love fermented carrots or sauerkraut or whatever and you just feel like you're getting a little bit of that you're getting a little bit of that freshness in the winter you know yeah well and that's why I mean you know same with sauerkraut and kimchi that stuff it's just like a taste of summer and yeah, then right. when you grow your own tomatoes and make your own sauce mm-hmm. and stuff it's just and again it's rewarding but it's also like Sorry about that. Um, it's rewarding, but it's also like it takes you back to when you were out there in the sun, maybe when it's cloudy and cold. It's just fun to go back to that time. <laughs> There's nothing better than your own food, your yes. own homegrown food. There's just nothing better. Or, well, other people's homegrown food too, but you know, it's, yeah, it's a totally different, like, I just geek out on this. <laughs> yeah, when you have your own garden and you know how much work it goes yeah. into it, you're like, I mean, even if you get some, like if my neighbors give me food, which we, my neighbors across the street, we often give back and forth if I have extra or whatever. And um, it's like, heck yeah, I didn't grow this. So now I have some and then they get the same Mm -hmm. experience. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's nice to have people around you. Like you were talking about community. It's nice to have people around you that are interested in the same Mm -hmm. things and um I know. I wish there was a way. I mean, the Facebook groups help, but I wish there was a way just to be like, hey, I have too much of this this week. Who needs it? You know? Like, oh, yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that um, community garden we have in my neighborhood? Mm, not in this neighborhood. I don't think I have. No. There's a page on Facebook. Um, that's how I originally found out about it. But they donate a lot of the food yeah, that's grown over right. there because I think it's just excess plants like you pay to have your own raised bed over there and you tend to it you weed it you water it or um they might water it for you but then you put your plants in there yeah and that's where i saw a beautiful head of cabbage this woman had grown over there i'm like (laughs) cabbage envy (laughs) yeah and she donated them all to the food bank Mm. so you know that's another thing you can do is give back to your community like i love growing stuff that's why i do what i do Mm -hmm. it is really nice to reap the rewards of that but at the same time like there's no way i can eat all the food that i produce out of that garden Mm -hmm. uh, for me just me and my boyfriend so obviously if i have extra i'm giving it away or i'm donating it to whoever might need it yeah because like you said there's nothing better than a homegrown vegetable and something that would all that love and care into yeah very nice to have from somebody yeah and I would love to have a big garden to be able to do that more you know I mean just a little is is nice but yeah it's just it's well it's always better to give than to receive you know like yeah I mean it's nice to receive homegrown food but you know man there's nothing better than being like and sometimes people are shocked. They're like, what? You grew this? And you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you can, you know, you can inspire them. Well, that's yeah. what started with me. My dad kind of, I mean, I grew up with, you know, if you go back to what episode, well, whatever it was, <laughs> where I told my origins, you know, and I think your dad inspired you kind of, didn't he? Didn't he have? No, it wasn't him? Um, no, wasn't. my friend. Oh, my grandma friend. did a little bit of gardening okay. when I was younger, but I was never real into it right yeah um, you're a kid yeah I, I don't know like why I have such a interest in it um but my yeah my friend gave me two tomatoes the first year we lived in this house 
And I chunked him out there. I chunked him in the backyard. I was like, okay, I'll see what happens. <laughs> and I went out there every day after work and watered those things and just watched them grow. That's right. And then I remember that now. Yeah. Got to pick off my first few little tomatoes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is addicting. So by the end <laughs> of the summer, I had, like, three peppers in the ground and another tomato. Mm-hmm. And they were growing all over the place because they were indeterminate. Um and so, yeah, then the next year I was like, okay, now I have to get something to grow them up or some mm-hmm. kind of support. And then that's kind of when I started putting in those raised beds and it's just continuously grown from oh, there. Yes, it does. Yeah. And then you're like, ooh, something new. I can put that. Where can I put that? Yeah. Where can I fit that in here? That's kind of where I'm at now. I'm like, I can't put any more back there. I got to just yeah, find it's space. Pretty, it's pretty packed. I like, though, how you, you've, I mean, yeah, you grow things together, but you also have like, I know she had some beans over here, but then you also had some beans over here. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's, I tend to, I do mix some stuff, but I tend to, okay, it's here, I can control it here. But I want to get more into that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it would help with spring and fall crops, like, to to um, to do that as well. Like interplanting? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, in between your broccoli, you can grow... Um, you can grow some peas or mm-hmm. something like up a trellis or uh, just different stuff in between them. I can't think of very many flowers that would be, in the, I mean, calendula will go until a mm. frost and it reseeds itself. So it's kind of like a perennial. My marigolds lasted until a frost last year. Yeah. They lasted a yeah, long time. Great. So yeah, you can put those in there and I mean, even though nothing really needs to be pollinated except for some some of your beans and stuff, um, it's still nice to have that life out there and, you know, just make it look pretty. Make you want to go out there and be in the garden because the more the more reason you have to go out there, the better your garden's yes. going to be, the more effort you're going to put into it. That's why I've been planting more and more flowers every year. I put more out there because I just like to look at them. Even if they don't give me anything in return... I mean, it still just makes me want to go out there. So sometimes people plant a whole bed of just flowers. Yeah, you know, I've if they seen have that. the space, you know. I mean, I'm more of like, let me grow more yeah. food. Yeah. But still, you know, I mean, some people, if you have the space, they'll just or make their border a border around. Oh there, you know? yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. But um, yeah, do what makes you happy. Put little stuff in your garden mm-hmm. if you want. If it makes you happy, you know. Like I just kind of collect stuff or a hanging basket. I have a hanging basket in my oh, garden. Yeah. You know, it's like why not? You know. Yeah. But. That's what I started those strawberries in, was hanging baskets, mm-hmm. and I'm just not a heavy-duty waterer. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I had my whole garden set up on irrigation. I am not good at, you know, paying attention to stuff very much, so... Well, and it's not always possible according to how big your garden is, you know? Yeah. Like, mine's pretty manageable. I can water things within... I've got... You get the system down. Yeah. You know, if I wanted to. Um, I've had irrigation as well at the other house, so... But... Yeah. Well, I just saw last year, like, that newer bed along my fence. Um, I was like, I know these would all do better if I had them on a regular schedule because I'm just not... I'm not responsible enough to do that. And I've just learned <laughs> well, that about myself. Life. I mean, life is busy. <laughs> yeah. And I've just learned that about myself. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. just let it, leave it to that. And that's why mm-hmm. I put in the effort to do the irrigation because I'm like, that effort, way I don't yeah. have to think about it. I can go out there and enjoy it and not have to be like, oh, it's a chore. Right. You know? Well, and that's my thing too. We travel a little bit and I'm like, oh, no. Like this year I didn't set up irrigation. It just didn't happen. And I'm like, oh, boy, now I have to make sure it's watered, mm-hmm. you know, and if you have it on a timer or whatever, 
yeah make sure that's working yeah but luckily we've had a really moist spring here we have a really wet spring and i'm so grateful because i really just had to turn on the water like this last week Mm -hmm. while we were out of town and um that's when i am grateful for it because i don't even have to worry about it except for my i have some hanging pots on my porch with just flowers in them but um i really worry about them because i know last year they struggled really bad because i'm not i'm just not good at it but this year i'm setting them up on a drip system so hopefully (laughs) they'll they'll stay green and beautiful um so i want to remind everybody that I put, I'll put a link again for how to find your local extension center, but I think that, like I have a, um, let's see, vegetable, what they call it, calendar, like a Kansas vegetable garden calendar. But find your extension center, they probably have something similar. Mm-hmm. And that's huge for me. Like that's why I laminated mine. I printed it in color and laminated it. Um, and I need to tape it up inside of my cabinet or something because it helps me, oh, I need to be preparing. Mm-hmm for planting you know like you said july you can start planting some things yeah so you at least for me i need visuals yeah (laughs) and this is this uh calendar that you have is right in front of us and it it shows exact so if you're in july you can run your hand down and say hey okay i need to put my fall potatoes in i need to start cauliflower i need to start broccoli cabbage i can put some new beans out um these are great for anybody especially if you're just starting out and you don't have that routine we were talking about down like if it's your first year growing a lot of like fall crops go to your extension office because there's not only resources for that but there's resources for any pests you find Mm -hmm. if you have any questions like i had a weird fungus on one of my zucchinis last year before they all got eaten by the squash bugs and uh, I took a picture and took it up there and they told me exactly what it was and told me how to combat it came back the next day and they were eaten away but um, this year I know right if that happens again like just go get some fungicide some organic fungicide and it'll be gone in like a couple days mm-hmm. so even if you're freaking out because you think something you did something wrong it's usually just something that has happened that you can easily manage if you're just cool-headed about it <laughs> I know it's oh it's so terrifying when you go out there and you're like oh no just did all this hard work and you get this beautiful plant and then oh (laughs) yeah well that was yeah that was really good and I think a chart really helps you but it's really good to get firsthand recommendations because yeah like I did I thought you would be planting a lot of stuff inside I mean starting a lot of stuff inside Mm mm-hmm but not oh, really. yeah, you can start plenty of stuff out in the, like, kale, I've direct some that. I mean, you can start it inside, and I think that sometimes, I just think a lot of things do better when they're direct sown because they're, uh, they're introduced to the elements, they have to, right. you know, fight for their life, mm-hmm. basically, so they come up a little more toughened yeah. than, like, stuff that I've started in the perfect conditions in my basement, you know, but where we were talking about broccoli and cabbage and cauliflower and stuff you really have to start those inside you just have to do your best and try to get them to take off for what what they can do i was thinking about this just i don't know the other day too i mean i do buy a lot of uh, of things at the farmer's market like my tomatoes and peppers even though i always try and grow some myself still i want that you know, for a few bucks, it's worth it to know I'm going to get something. Mm-hmm. But I also was thinking, if you can grow things from seed or directly in your soil, you're limiting 
outside potentials for fungus or pests or things, you know? Yep. And it's something that I've really just thought, actually thought about more this year than ever is when you bring things from outside in, you're introducing things that could cause you trouble. doesn't mean you're going to. Yeah. Most of those people grow, grow it in mediums that are, I guess, sterilized, you know? I mean, I usually don't get anything popping up in them. Yeah. But still. They should be sterilized. Right. If you're buying seedlings, they shouldn't, unless yeah. they're homegrown, which a lot of people here in Wichita do that. They start a bunch of seeds and then sell them. I have a few friends that do that. Um, but yeah, you should be starting, especially seedlings. Like when you're trying to start stuff indoors, you want to do it in clean soil. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say you want to do it in, um, seed starting mix with, which is really lofty, like, or a light, um, it's very like easy for the seed to sprout up in. I find that seed starting mix by itself doesn't retain enough moisture for me because again, I'm not a great water. So typically... (laughs) If anything, I will mix seed starting mix with like some potting soil. And a lot of the time I, if I'm out of seed starting mix, I've, I've just done it in potting soil and not had any issues, even with bigger pieces in it. A lot of people will sift it. And I mean, I would love to do that. I just don't have a bigger, big enough sift, you know? Um, but like you can do it with a lot, like if you have houseplants, do it in that soil. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not used, you don't want to introduce those yeah. little seedlings to anything that they can't fight off themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, often I will have um, like mossy green algae that grows on the top of my seedlings. They live. They right, do fine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that can come up when you're growing stuff, but that's what Google is for. That's what your extension office is for. Ask those questions. You know, if you're worried that you might have done something wrong and maybe you won't get that broccoli plant like ask questions and you're probably still going to get a broccoli plant it's just struggling a little bit and you can fine-tune your your um, methods to where it'll be better the next time or even this time you can fix it but I would encourage anybody to go out and like just try something you know put it out throw a broccoli seed in the ground and see what happens i mean who knows maybe you'll get a nice head of broccoli i don't know it'll be like those uh, tomatoes and things that pop up on their own yes uh i don't know how that happens because i try so hard to grow them indoor and they still whatever i'm i mean i've harvested um tomatoes off of volunteer plants so. yeah yeah <laughs> I mean yeah I cannot waste a plant if it's if it's within my power <laughs> yeah like let's pull you up but somewhere else you know when they're a little bigger like give you some support yeah <laughs> well and like I was saying like sometimes those volunteer plants are stronger than the oh, ones yes, that I started in my basement mm-hmm. so yeah and they'll give me more fruit I mean I don't know what happens but I let it happen because it also fills a spot in my garden that I don't have to fill you know (laughs) and the even if I don't end up eating it the birds eat it the worms eat it whatever it breaks down in the soil and adds to that so (laughs) I know it's it's crazy like just yesterday I didn't I've walked all over my garden and then yesterday I was like what is that and it was I it's it's probably a watermelon seed I'm a watermelon plant because I don't it could be cantaloupe I'm like, well, okay. I mean, it's just like suddenly huge. And I'm like, well, I put a little yeah. thing around it and we'll see what happens. <laughs> it might take over the whole garden, but it probably won't. It'll be pretty if but it does. But it's just amazing. Yeah. I don't, and I have castor. I don't even know how. I grew castor plants just for pretty and they're hardy. 
at the other house. I don't know how they got <laughs> in my garden space. I didn't dump my pots from the other house in there that I remember. I don't really know. But they're Those there. Those castor seeds are everywhere here. I see people growing them everywhere. So it wouldn't they, surprise they must, me. Yeah, and they obviously overwinter really well. Yeah, and birds probably poop them out and, you know, Could, yeah. eat them. And it, yeah, I don't know. But I'm like, well, go for it, you know. <laughs> I mean, they are pretty plants. They are. So yeah, they get pretty not? tall. But I think they're in a spot where I'm like, it's not going to shade anything. So mm. whatever, it's going to get plenty. But, yeah, anything else about cool crops you can think of? Well, I wanted to talk about um, seed starting just a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. I just want, again, I want to tell people to, like, just do it. Even if you don't have all the supplies, if you don't have the seed starting trays, you can do it out of mm-hmm. solo cups. You can do it out of those little plastic or styrofoam cups you get at the store. You can go to a lot of nurseries and um, garden centers around your area, and they will give you used stuff. Like the first mm-hmm. year I did it, I used mostly used plastic stuff from mm-hmm. um, garden centers around me, and they give them to me for free. They were like, yeah, go for it. (laughs) Um, And again, with the potting soil, like you don't have to have, you don't have to buy special potting mix or seed starting mix just to start your seeds in. Um, And oftentimes, I think the seed, the potting soil does better because it has more organic matter in there. It has bark and it has microbes in it that Mm -hmm. the seed starting mix doesn't have because it is sterilized. Mm -hmm. So you have that extra boost at the beginning because yeah, you have to I've fertilize those seedlings. Like, they won't do very well if you just put them in there. They have to have food in there mm-hmm. for them to keep going. That's another thing you have to think about whenever you're starting seeds indoors is how you're going to nurse them until you can plant them outdoors. So you don't want to start stuff too early. Um, right. But you, so it is kind of like a fine balance you were talking about earlier. You know, you have to be methodical about it and kind of do kind of know when is it's not too early and it's not too late for you to get that harvest um but yeah you definitely want to fertilize like that's a big thing with seed starting because if you don't fertilize your plants aren't going to go strong and healthy and i mean i use uh granular organic fertilizer like biotone starter fertilizer is probably my favorite i just mix it into the soil when i'm starting my seeds and it usually gets them up until pretty close to when i plant them out and then I use uh, fish emulsion, which is really good for any plant out in the garden anyway. It's good for just fertilizing everything out there. So, but yeah, I just encourage everyone to go out and just try whatever, you know, uh, throw a seed out there and see what happens. I did mine. I did have some seed starter and it got them up, like you said, it got them up a little bit, but then I had to mix I put regular around, like, you know, mixed it in with yeah. them once I took them out of the initial little cell that it was in. But that's a good point about fertilizing, because I think mine, I have a few tomato plants that I'm like, ooh, they kind of need to go in the ground. They still could here mm-hmm. and, and grow or go go somewhere. Um, but they're kind of at a stalling point. Yeah. And I think they need the next boost of soil. You mm-hmm. know, they need, you know, to grow because they're just not quite tall enough, in my opinion, to put in the ground. I mean, they probably would be okay, but... Um, but I did that, but I put them in a, like, I don't have a greenhouse either. I have a sunny sliding door, but mm-hmm. I have kids and plants there and all that. So I put them in a um, clear, like, storage bin. 
yeah. it has a clear top and it would lift up but it was still attached to it so I could just lift it up you know so that way I could acclimate it to outside as well you know oh yeah you have to it's kind of like its own off. little greenhouse and I actually was kind of proud of myself mm-hmm. that I actually grew something this year <laughs> yeah. in like a little storage container you know because you just think oh I need this little greenhouse or whatever and yeah you can do a lot of different things yeah you don't need all that special stuff like it is so nice to have a greenhouse but if you're starting you know five or six things there's no need to have a huge greenhouse like in my garden there's no need for me to have Mm -hmm. a greenhouse plus I don't have the space for it so if I can start things in like three or four trays in my basement on some shelves with some lights I mean go for it uh you can do it in the windowsill if you have bright enough light I know a lot of people that do that and they'll just start a handful of things and they do fine they put them out in their garden they grow so yeah you definitely don't need like all the fancy stuff and yeah just try something it's very easy to get what's the word is a disillusioned you know like I go on Instagram and all that Mm -hmm. stuff and it's just so pretty and oh wow look at this amazing greenhouse you know but it's just not reality you don't want to invest thousands of dollars to a garden just to start off like whatever but yeah (laughs) I mean well eventually that would be nice you know if you had a big space but it's just not practical for your average person to be spending you you know you want I mean yeah some years I've spent more than got out (laughs) of the garden but I'm learning it's a learning process it's learning money I guess um but yeah you you can't look at those things and I mean you went in my garden and I've been this is the first year in that garden Mm -hmm. it's a hot mess with the weeds and stuff but you gotta just you gotta do it you just gotta start you gotta start and learn how to get it going and what's working what's not working your light all that stuff um and even I grew something successfully from seed yeah and I'm proud of myself well and uh you learn something every time you do it Mm -hmm. so the more seasons the more time the more years you go out there and try something try growing something you're gonna learn something new even if it's like oh that's not when I should harvest it it wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. or my okra last year went insane (laughs) and I wasn't harvesting it enough and I didn't get I got half of the harvest that was good to eat and the rest of it was too tough Mm -hmm. so yeah that's something I learned last year that I didn't know the year before so yeah I mean you're constant that's what's fun to me is like I love learning me too I love learning new hobbies and all that kind of stuff so learning that kind of stuff and learning it on my own like teaching myself these lessons is something that's really rewarding too Mm -hmm. and uh putting all the effort in to get stuff that I've grown and yeah so where do you get your seeds most of your seeds are from different places um yeah so I um my favorite place right now is probably Johnny's um they have competitive prices yeah they have a lot of variety um like probably the most variety I've seen personally and a lot of the more popular stuff that I like I mean I'm not real deep in the seed game I have tons (laughs) but I know some people that have like all heirloom uh, collections and I'm just not one of those people I want to try a little bit of everything you know Um, also Baker Creek is really good Um, I tried out Territorial this last year and uh, so far I grew quite a few carrots from them and I so far I, I like them um, a lot of the stuff that I got from them was like more uh, cool weather stuff, so I will have to wait to start that and see how it goes. 
but yeah they're probably my favorite and obviously you can always go to the dollar store and uh, they, they have flower seeds they have vegetable seeds there you can go to any big box store yeah. and get them burpee you know burpees right. like available everywhere mm-hmm. So, yeah, and don't let that stop you either. Like, if you think you have to pay $5 for a pack of organic seeds, that's that right. shouldn't stop you. You can always find a different place. Like, gardening is so available to everyone if they want to dip their hand into it. So, or split a bag with a friend. Like, if you, like, I yeah. have a backyard garden. I don't need that many. I mean, well, yeah, they'll last, mm-hmm. but still... I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be giving you a bunch of seeds before you leave today. (laughs) There's no way I would ever go through, but you can also save seeds. That's something else I wanted to talk about is, um, you know, even if you do a spring garden and your broccoli or your cauliflower or your cabbage goes to flower or seed, you can harvest that. Right. If you let it go far, like my lettuce, I've collected lettuce seed and that's one of the hardest seeds to collect because they're so tiny. But I've collected that before and reused it. And, you know, the seed that you collect, um, as long as it's not a hybrid, it's, I mean, it's going to be fresh seed. It's not going to be two or three or four years old coming out of that packet. It's probably going to be more viable than a lot of the seeds you have in those packets. That's a good point. So, I mean, and you buy a a seed pack and you have pretty much stuff for life on a lot of things if you continue to save those seeds. And that goes for the summer garden. That goes for all all the time. Tomatoes, peppers, you can save all those. Okra's super easy. Beans are probably yeah. <laughs> the easiest. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's another thing. Like, seed swaps, we have a couple around here. Like, I know a little shop down the street from me. They have a little seed swap where you can go in and you can, like, they sell them for super cheap. But it's just seeds that people have donated. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And then the river, the community garden we have. Um, I think they do something in the fall. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I've heard that. Um, And, yeah, you can go take seeds up there, and then there's, like, a little garden box here in Riverside, and um, they have, like, tools and pots, and it just got started, and then you can put your own seeds over there, too. So, yeah, don't let that stop you. Like, if you want to grow something, grow something. Mm -hmm. I encourage everybody to do it because it's just really fun. Well, and I'm... I'm not a doomsday, like, prep or anything like that. But I think it's just smart to know how to grow something. Yeah. And that's why I keep trying to grow something from seed is because I, I just think I need to know how to grow something from seed, multiple things from seed, hopefully, eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like you said, save seed because you just don't know. I mean, we've seen, you know, since 2020 just how quickly – things can get really hairy, mm-hmm. you know, and people were like wiping out the seeds yep. and you could go online and you couldn't get certain seeds and you, and, and you couldn't get certain plants. I'm like, what in the world? You know, I mean, it just, and things just barely shifted and whoa, you know, yeah. so it's, it's just a smart thing to do. I think proactively yeah. is to try and start growing things from seed or start trying to save some seed. And like you said, Google it. How do you save tomato seeds effectively? Mm-hmm. And just start start doing a few little things. And, Definitely. You know, it never hurts. No, in any way you can be more self-sufficient. Like, that's right, my exactly. goal. There's the word. <laughs> is to be as self-sufficient yeah. as I possibly can. Right. Um, and that's not because I'm prepping or anything. That's just because I think it's fun. Yeah. 
I love canning and I love growing stuff and I would love to have chickens one day where I can harvest their eggs and eat them fresh for breakfast, you know? Um, but that's just me and I know a lot of other people think the same way. They love the process of it. They love watching stuff grow and uh, I just think it's good for everybody to kind of know, even if you just like to sew or you like to crochet, like there's a lot of things that you can do. Um just have some some skills that aren't just scrolling on your yes, phone. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot that's being lost. Yeah. 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 So it's fun that you have your kids and stuff, and they go out there and they can help harvest stuff like you did when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out in the garden and harvest stuff. And if I ever have children, I hope that they enjoy it as much right. as I do, so that we can kind of bond over that. Yeah. Well, and it's you know it's. I always think about um, how I grew up, but I also think about even if, like, I as a kid, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want to break beans again, or I don't want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it planted a seed, mm-hmm. you know, literally, you know, um, I don't know, is that cliche, whatever you call it, <laughs> but it did, it planted a seed, and I didn't even know it until I started having really my own kids, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, yeah, you know, like, uh, this is, you know, I want to, I want them to know yeah so you know even though they may not be out there like in the you know sweltering heat with me they still go out if I'm out there like this morning I was out there watering stuff well where do they want to be your kids always want to be with particularly mama it's just how it is you know your kids (laughs) always want to be with mama it doesn't it's just how it is um I mean they love my husband too but it's true like where mama is your kids are yeah if you're in the garden they're going to be out there Mm -hmm. like like, what are you doing Yeah. yeah and yeah, I, there's nothing better, I think, than than passing that down. Oh, yeah. Any knowledge that you have, I mean, you want to pass it down. or And just share it. Like we were right. talking about, gardeners love to talk about gardening. <laughs> so any any information yeah, I can get out there and share is like, I, I want to. I want people to get in, interested in it. And, you know, before I was super into it, I was just watching YouTube, mm-hmm. like watching videos on people growing their gardens and how to grow things from seed and what was what was doing well in their area and what was getting attacked by pests you know so I have a lot of background knowledge but that's just who I am I I dive really deep into stuff and then I'm like okay I have to do it um (laughs) but I think that's to my benefit too like I, I even before I even started and having my own experiences in it I knew a lot of basic stuff like oh, that's what an aphid looks like, or, oh, I need to fertilize everything so that it will grow fruit, you know, because a lot of the times if you don't give it food, Mm -hmm. it's not going to give you what you think it is, so, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of resources out there for you to get interested in this stuff. Well, I mean, we live in an amazing time. Uh Uh-huh. It's not you're just out there on your own. I mean, literally, you could spend days and days. I mean, you could spend years consuming all the information <laughs> that's out there and all the shows that's out there about what people are doing. I mean, you could just, you could almost, but the best thing is just get your hands in the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, get out there and do it. I mean, yeah. you can, if that's all you want to do is sit and watch people do it, because there's some stuff on there, like, people that live off grid and right Mm -hmm. foreign countries I'm like good for you (laughs) I love watching you do it I'm never going to do that (laughs) but I mean if that's what you want to do do that too I mean whatever inspires you to you know maybe try and get out and try something do it you know it doesn't matter where you are 
No. You can grow something wherever you are. Even if you live in Alaska, you can grow a houseplant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Or grow some herbs in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's never-ending possibilities. I think that's why it's so fun for me. Because even if one thing doesn't work out, (laughs) I can always go to the next and be like, okay, well, since that didn't work, I'll try this. Mm -hmm. You know? Or try something different on the same thing the next year. Oh, so. yeah, it's endless. Yeah. You can, yeah, it, huh. <laughs> you can, <laughs> one, yeah, you can never have a garden big enough to contain it, but that's the fun about it. Yeah, it's never ending. <laughs> well, that was awesome. That was a lot of information. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs>